0: This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul, powered by JTR Roofing.
2: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jeremy House. Republican Senator Mitt Romney says he supports voting to fill the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat on the Supreme Court. Romney had been a key holdout, but issued a statement saying he intends to vote based upon the candidate's qualifications. President Trump urged the United Nations to hold China accountable for spreading the coronavirus around the world. Addressing the United Nations General Assembly meeting in a pre-recorded virtual address from the White House, Mr. Trump accused China and the WHO of spreading falsehoods about the coronavirus.
0: China condemned my
2: travel ban on their country even as
0: they canceled domestic flights and locked citizens in their homes. The Chinese government and the World Health Organization which is virtually controlled by China, falsely declared that there was no evidence of human-to-human
2: transmission. Mr. Trump told member nations that if the UN was to be a, quote, legitimate organization, it must hold China accountable for their actions. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has warned Britons they should not expect to return to a normal social or work life for at least six months. Johnson says more people will be required to wear face masks.
3: We will extend the requirement to wear face coverings to include staff in retail, all users of taxis and private hire vehicles and staff and customers in indoor hospitality, except when seated at a table to eat
2: or drink. The prime minister today announced new restrictions he hopes will suppress a surge in coronavirus cases. Police in Louisville, Kentucky are restricting access to downtown in preparation for the state attorney general's announcement about whether he'll charge officers in Breonna Taylor's shooting death. Taylor's shooting has been followed by months of protests in downtown Louisville. On Wall Street, the Dow is off 49 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. I know
4: that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet, but I'll confess... My neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25-Mobile Park Rome, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go animalist, consumer access. Or corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
5: Freedom
0: 1570, ringing liberty and truth. I'm telling you, this forecast for this week, more like june or july then late september sunshine around 81 today around 80 tomorrow you could see mid to upper 70s on thursday maybe back into the low to mid 80s perhaps by friday absolutely gorgeous hey stick around like it matters radio is coming up next year with mr black followed by the dana show at noon
5: here on freedom 1570
0: Dana Lash.
4: They don't even want to inform you of the basic facts of what is happening because they're terrified that you're going to interpret it as Trump did something good so maybe he's not so bad. They would rather you be uninformed and clueless as to what is happening in your country than tell you because they're afraid that it's going to make someone they dislike politically look good. That isn't a patriot, that's a tyrant. That is an un-American tyrant.
0: The Dana Show. Weekdays from noon to three on Freedom 1570.
3: This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The signing of the Abraham Peace Accords at the White House, presided over by President Donald Trump, on September the 15th, greatly enhances the prospects for a general peace in the Middle East. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, joined by the foreign ministers of the United Arab Emirates in Bahrain, were welcome for the signing ceremony that is the crowning diplomatic achievement of the Trump presidency. The president has also overseen the destruction of ISIS and the dispatching of the Iranian terrorist mastermind Qasem Soleimani. But giving Trump the credit he deserves is too painful for many in the blue bubble media. Nevertheless, the treaty President Trump midwife between the UAE and Israel, followed by one by Bahrain and Israel, collectively called the Abraham Accords, will fill a large room in a future Trump presidential library. Oman, Sudan, and even Saudi Arabia may follow in a second Trump term. A Biden presidency could shatter this momentum. For now, though, the signing agreement at the White House is a cause for great celebration
6: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about in decline. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care who you are, I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on, uh, you look around uh, and you're going to see that things are in decline, You know, I turned 55 this year, uh, and, um, man, things look a lot different. You know, I used to bleed red, white, and blue. Uh, I was uh, very active politically when I was in college. I was uh, president of the the, uh, College Republicans at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. I was state chairman uh, for Nevada for the uh, College Republicans. I was the youngest uh, president ever for the Republican men's group. Uh, in Las Vegas. I was the first one ever elected to three back-to-back terms. So, uh, you know, I have a background in politics, although uh, over the last uh, 20 years, I've kind of backed off of that. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm uh, begrudgingly and uh, uh, hesitantly getting involved again uh, because uh, the time is now. You know, uh, the the Book of Ruth, uh, the time is now. Uh, You know, you got to figure out that uh, we're all put here for a purpose. Uh, And one thing I learned a long time ago is without a purpose, we go through life just floating. Without a purpose, we just exist. Without a purpose, we just wake up each day and blow where the wind blows us. However, when we know those existential questions of who we are, of why we're here, of whose we are, of where we're going, then everything changes. That's why it's so important to have a a mission statement, you know, uh, a reason to get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again. I mean, how do you know if you had a good day? What needs to take place to make something a good day? What needs to take place uh, in order for it to be called a bad day? How about your week? What would you need to take place to consider that you had a good week? If this happened, whatever this is, A, B, C, or D, it would be a bad week. What is that? How do you know if you had a good month? How do you know if your year, in retrospect, as you look back, was a good year or next year? Uh, a good year or bad year? What about next year? As you plan for next year? 2021, because, boy, we know 2020 was a, uh, well, I don't know what it is yet, but <laughs> so far it's not too good. Right? If we're going to plan out our next year, as your future patient begin with the end in mind, what would make next year when you're at the end of it, when it's December 2021, what would make you look back and say, dang, this was a good year, right? And so those are important questions. And I told you about eight weeks ago, ten weeks ago, for some reason, God told me to, uh, it's time to get involved a little more in social media. I've never done social media, so I've been a little more active on, well, a lot more active on LinkedIn. And again, if you belong in LinkedIn, I'd love to have you connect with me. Just reach out to me. And so you gotta realize, as we look around with all the chaos in the streets, uh, we gotta look at what's going on because we are a nation in decline. And so I want to share with you, this is something I read years ago. I mean, this is probably, I read this probably 15 years ago. It's from a book by uh, Steve Farrar called Standing Tall. And it's about the struggles of men. Just say so you no. Know, uh you know, it's a leadership book. It's Christian-based. But uh, I've had this for, it's on my old letterhead and Empower You. I mean, he's, I don't have a date on it, but I guarantee you, it's at least 15 years ago. And 15 years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said, yeah, America's in decline, but we're not doing so bad. Today, you ask me. We're in big trouble, mister. Big trouble. It says this, you remember the lowest common denominator, don't you? It's the single most important principle to successfully working fractions. It's also very effective in working fractures. Fractured children, fractured families, fractured nations. I believe if you look at every major pressing social issue in this country, whether it's teenage pregnancy, child abuse, drive-by shootings, teenage suicide, or the divorce rate, and reduce each of these problems to its lowest common denominator, you will find in each case the same root cause, lack of male leadership. With every major social problem in America, somewhere and in some way, a father has failed to give leadership to his family. That's the root cause of every pressing social issue in this country. The deterioration of our culture has accelerated dramatically because fathers who are willing to lead are in the minority. And that's the lowest common denominator. Daniel Patrick Moynihan, remember him? He was a, a Democratic senator years ago. I think it was from Washington State. He observed this. This is from the book. I'm still reading from the book. Just so you know, And Daniel Patrick Moynihan observed this in 1965, the year I was born. He said, quote, From the Irish slums of the 19th century, Eastern Seaburn, to the riot-torn suburbs of L.A., there is one unmistakable lesson in America history. A community that allows a large number of young men and women to grow up in broken families, dominated by women, never acquiring any stable relationship to male authority, never acquiring any set of rational expectations about the future, that community asks for and gets chaos. And then he goes on to define chaos. Chaos. That word accurately describes what is coming. Listen to this. That word actually describes what is coming in our country because of the breakdown of male leadership. When authority breaks down first in the home and then consequently in the nation, chaos is inevitable and frightening results. And I was watching Judge Jeanine on Saturday, and she uh, quoted uh, Abraham Lincoln. I thought it was a beautiful quote. I recorded it and wanted to play for you. Go ahead and play clip one. Hello? You going to play clip one, John?
7: From whence shall we expect the approach of danger? Shall some transatlantic military giant step the earth and crush us at a blow? Never. All the armies of Europe and Asia could not by force take a drink from the Ohio River or make a track on the Blue Ridge in the trial of a thousand years. No. No. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we will live forever or die by suicide.
6: That is so powerful. That is the man, Abraham Lincoln. And you look at what's going on. I mean, look at the hatred. I mean, a president's elected for four years. So now we lost the Supreme Court justice. And there's a bitter battle going on. And you know, the the Dems are going to do everything they can to steal this election in the courts. Why do you think they want all these mail in ballots so they can challenge things and cause it? And so now they're threatening with blowing up our our Constitution, blowing up the the Senate, blowing up uh, the uh, House, uh, I mean, the um, Supreme Court. Stunning that they're going to pack the courts, they're going to pack the Senate, they're going to make D.C. a state, Puerto Rico a state, that way they'll get two senators and they'll all be liberal Democrats, you know those, because they all depend on the federal government. That's sad. You know, we hear all these times about these mostly peaceful riots, uh, Black Lives Matter. But here's the problem. New data from Princeton University shows that riots associated with the Black Lives Matter movement took place in 48 out of the 50 largest cities. Byron York tweeted this. Princeton University group studies three months of Black Lives Matter protests. Intent is to show they are overwhelmingly peaceful. However, that's not what the data showed. But the report reveals that nearly 570 violent demonstration riots riots in nearly 220 locations spread across country. And now if you go to Black Lives Matter, they remove the point on their website that says they want destruction of the nuclear family. Black Lives Matter does not want black men In black families. And the problem is, three out of four black children grow up in fatherless homes. One out of two white children grow up in fatherless homes. America is in decline. And why is America in decline? Because the human family, the American family, is in decline. And afterwards, after the break, I'm going to go into data to support what I'm saying. We'll be back in three minutes.
1: Can't see what's going on what's going,
7: yeah, what's going on what's going tell on? me what's going on i'll
2: tell you what's going on we're all mad where's that taking us
7: between the stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankel
0: America's Great Outdoors is open for business, and Outdoor News Radio has got you covered on the latest hot fishing bites, spring turkey season strategies, and natural resources news. Catch us every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Joining me, Rob Drieslein, is a lineup of the state's top angling and hunting experts, plus national guests like Lan Tawny, or state officials like DNR Commissioner Sarah Stroman. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com
6: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
0: It's estimated that 200 million people have died Probably by the time I finish
6: this talk. Oh, I am Mr. Black. And I don't know about you, but his talking's killing me, too. So add that to 200 million and one killed by the time he finished talking. I am Mr. Black, and today we are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. We're bringing some truth therapy because America is in decline. Ooh. Isn't that beautiful? I had that made again. Matter of fact, I want to play that again for him. <laughs> truth therapy, because sometimes you know, unlike uh, the song Marvin Gaye said, we don't need no sexual healing. We need some truth therapy healing. That's what we need, uh, because Jesus said the truth will set you free. But I think it was Garfield who said, but first it will make you miserable. Amen. And I came across. Amen. Amen. I came across this thing called the 10 canots. Uh, I don't know. It was credited to Abraham Lincoln in the past, but uh, I was on this website of what Abraham Lincoln did and didn't say. And this was one of the things he didn't say. So Abraham Lincoln didn't say it. Somebody said it, but I took it from 10 and made it 13. These are the 13 cannots. You cannot bring prosperity by discouraging thrift. You cannot help small men by tearing down big men. You cannot strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. You cannot lift the wage earner by pulling down the wage payer. You cannot help the poor man by destroying the rich man. You cannot keep out of trouble by spending more than your income income you cannot further brotherhood of men by inciting class hatred right any wink wink nudge nudge you cannot further brotherhood of men by inciting class hatred Do you see what's going on black lives matter yeah turning people of color against people of non-color you cannot establish security On borrowed money you cannot build character and courage by taking away man's initiative and independence you see it what's going on in America today with all these paychecks with all these lock them up we'll take care the government's here to protect you put your mask on you know we can all get through this together so we can breathe another day we can breathe another day you cannot build character and courage by taking away man's initiative and independence you cannot help men permanently by doing for them what they could and should do for themselves. In the drama triangle, we call that the rescuer. And these are, my, these are the original 10. And here's my three I'm adding. You cannot drive out hate with hate. That's by Dr. King. You cannot drive out hate with hate. And look at all the hate in the streets. You know, Dr. King, when he marched, he marched with Jesus first and foremost. They sang Negro spirituals as they were being spit upon and bullied by police and by white people. Uh, They walked with God before they walked with their brother and sister. If you read uh, the uh, I Have a Dream speech, it is littered with um, uh, Bible words. It's littered with the word of God. I mean, Isaiah, I think there's some Ezekiel in there. Uh, He was a Christian first and foremost. Matter of fact, Dr. Martin Luther King's true name is Dr. Michael King Jr. But see, Dr. King Jr.'s dad, who was a pastor, who was a Republican, went to Germany to study uh, how Martin Luther took on the Catholic Church in the Great Reformation and took on the most powerful force in the world. They would kill you uh, for going against them. And did it peacefully with his treaties. And Dr. King's dad wanted to figure out how did that peaceful movement have such power to it. And so Dr. King's dad was so moved, Michael King, I guess you should call him by his name, Michael King Sr. was so blown away that when he went back home, he changed his son's name. Not legally on a birth certificate, but he started going, calling him this name and everybody else called him this name. And he changed the name to Dr. Martin Luther hear Martin Luther, the leader of the Great Reformation, King Jr. So you got to get this. Dad was a minister, Michael King Sr. Martin Luther King, Jr. was a minister. They love God. Martin Luther King, Jr. was a conservative. Michael King Sr. was a Republican. So I love about what's going on today. The only thing I love about what's going on in politics day is the rise of the black conservative. That's so cool. Matter of fact, Shelby still talked about that. Shelby still, even though race relations are in a massive decline, I mean, look what's in decline around us. Look at the divorce rate going through the roof. It was already 50-50 for a divorce rate. Uh, I always say the number one cause for divorce is marriage. Because people say, I do, but they mean I'll try. People say, I do, but they mean I'll give it a test drive, see how it works out. That's not how you commit to your life. That's how you buy a car. And so they're in decline. Mental health is in decline. Our physical health is in decline. America's statue in the world is in decline. The dollar is in decline. Our hope is in decline. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not being negative. You know, the truth will set you free. We've got to be honest. See, awareness opens a door. See, so many people don't want to feel the pain. They don't want to feel the pain. Here's the problem. Pain's a great motivator. You know, when you start feeling symptoms, you are already about halfway in the process of dis-ease. You hear the word disease? Disease. If If health is on a scale of 0 to 100, where 100 is your, the picture of perfect health, and 0, you're 6 feet under, you know on that scale, I've been told, that you start seeing symptoms at 60. So you've already got a 40% decline. Ouch. Now, you start experiencing symptoms. You know, for the day we're born, we're one day closer to death, right? What is it, the second law of thermodynamics, third law of, uh, third law of uh, thermodynamics, that uh, everything's in decline, it's in chaos, and it's speeding up? Whether you talk about the universe, ask your scientist. So you got to realize it's nothing to be afraid of. It's the reality of life. And so awareness opens up a possibility. When you're aware of something, you can deal with it. And see, that's why in Jesus' day, they'd have a leprosy, right? And leprosy would kill the nerve endings. And the problem is when you don't have feeling in your legs and arms and hands and feet, then you can rip something open, cut it open on accident and not know it and get it infected and then gangrene and stuff sets in, and then you have to get amputations. And so you got to realize that pain is a great motivator. Matter of fact, we're dealing with drug addicts. You know, people can lose their home. They can lose their family. They can lose their job. They can be homeless, all that. And they still won't get changed. And people go, wow, why won't that? That person's lost so much. Why won't they change? Here's why. Because the, the pain's not great enough. See, until that person hits rock bottom, the pain's not great enough. And, you know, our threshold for pain is much different. A lot of us self-medicate. We uh, self-medicate sexually by sharing our bed with a whole bunch of different people. We self-medicate by popping some pills or, or drinking some drinks or smoking some weed or, or whatever else you do. We all self-medicate. Some people do it at the gym. Some people do it at the church. Uh, some people do it, you know, in, behind closed doors. But we all self-medicate to ease the pain. But here's the problem. We live in a society where we remove the pain, where we no longer have consequences for choices. See, if I make choices that are bad, and those choices wind me up in prison or go to jail or have a big fine or lose my wife or lose a child through child services, that's great pain. And that great pain will make me make some different choices. But if I never experienced that great pain, why would I ever make different choices? And I learned this a long time ago about my relationship with God, is God never removes the consequences of our choices. Oh, he still loves us. He still walks with us. But he's a good father. And so he doesn't remove the consequences of our choices, not because he wants us to hurt, but because he wants us to learn to make different choices. And that's why this whole Black Lives Matter, I believe Black Lives Matter. John, how long do I need to pause after saying that? 15 seconds, 5 seconds, 8? Well, you know, to, so uh, I believe Black Lives Matter. And, let me put an and there, not a but, because a but negates what I said before, but an and connects to it. And, this crap that's going on, on our streets, Black Lives Matter, has nothing to do with supporting black people. Has not, Nowhere in there is there any God. There's hatred, there's vileness, there's anger. I'm blown away by how many Christians think they're doing God's bidding by marching with Black Lives Matter. As they burn Bibles, as they spit in people's face, as they kill people, riot and loot. Here's what uh, uh, Shelby Steele said. He went criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement. He's saying it is focused too much on getting white people to pave the way for black Americans I know it insults me like black people need white people to make it talk about racist that these people don't think black people are good enough on their own I do quote quote this is what Shelby still says they believe in whites being the agents of black fate he said they believe more in white people than they do in black people they don't believe in black people they believe black people are weak They believe they're inferior. They believe that anything you give to blacks is not going to work. That's what black people very often too often believe, and that has to be changed. Thanks, brother. You look at the decline of the black family. I don't think the black family is doing any better. They're more educated. They have a lot more money. But I think if Dr. King was standing here today, he'd be disappointed in the highest abortion rate of any skin color, the highest fatherless rate of any skin color, the highest unemployment. I mean, you list it. Welfare rate, you list it. So, something else is going on here. The Jews have done well, the Hispanics have done well. Now, come on, there's something else going on. And what it is, is they're in decline because of the victimhood mentality that some of you are jamming down their throats. So, today on Like It Matters Radio, we're bringing some truth therapy. We're talking about in decline. I am black. I'll be back in three minutes.
1: reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included.
7: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Dallas-Fort Worth, September 24th through the 26th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
6: Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
0: They're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually
6: the true savages.
7: We gotta have peace to keep the world alive.
6: I am Mr. Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're bringing some heavy truths. But remember, the truth will set you free, but first, it will make you uncomfortable. I call it what we here at the radio show, I should say, we call it something called truth therapy. Truth therapy. Because the truth will set you free. And though it's okay to be uncomfortable, man, if you work out at the gym, you're uncomfortable. You know, I'm, I am I got to drop about 70 pounds. I was up to 270, actually more than that. So it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable dieting. It's uncomfortable uh, figuring out a way to work out without a gym membership because I will not wear a mask and do all that social distancing stuff in a gym workout. You know, so it's, it's okay to be comfortable, we, uh, uncomfortable. We, we live, these comfort zones are, are, are death. You know, our marriages grow uh, when we step outside that comfort zone get a little uncomfortable, and we realize how important. Maybe we forgot our first love. Our, our relationship with our kids grow when we get a little uncomfortable because maybe we've got a little lackadaisical with time we spend them. So it's okay to be uncomfortable. In my training, I get people uncomfortable for two and a half days. Uh, because that's where we grow. That's where we stretch. That's where we learn new things. And so, Dave, we're getting a little uncomfortable. And we're talking about in decline. And, and part of what's speeding up the decline is what's going on in our streets. This whole lie of the Black Lives Matter thing. I mean, they've gotten over a billion dollars in seven years donated to them. Uh, in the last year, I think, they've got hundreds of millions of dollars. sorry. Hundreds of millions of dollars. I need to say that slow so you hear me. Hundreds of millions. And the majority of that money gets filtered Democratic causes. I mean, nice, look, bro. Joe Biden last month made almost $400 million, half a billion dollars. Not you a realize since, no, since Friday, I just saw this, since Friday, the Democrats have raised $160 million. There's a lot of foreign money, a lot of Chinese what? money, a lot of George Soros money, $160 million. How many of us can't pay our house payment? How many of us are having a tough time paying our bills? And yet, last month, the Democrats got almost half a billion dollars. In four days, they've gotten 160 million. Where's all this money coming from? Silence. It's coming from all, all these corporations that are giving this money to Black Lives Matter, and then they're taking their money through an organization called Act Blue, and then they're filtering all that money to democratic causes. So you're giving the Democrats billions of dollars to just destroy Trump, trash him, and put negative crap on our airways, which is gonna make us all bitter, angry, resentful. And so you gotta realize what is causing this decline. Now, all this crap in the streets and the Democrat progressives are speeding up the decline, but this decline's been going on for a while. And by the way, it's a clear pattern. One thing I learned my, my master's in neurolinguistic programming, I see patterns. And you got to understand, God's always told us to beware of the patterns. If you go to the Old Testament book of Habakkuk, uh, it's a great book. And in there, there are five woes against society. And this is Old Testament. This is old school. Uh, The first woe was theft and a lust for control. The second woe was greed and unjust gain. The third woe was violence. The fourth woe was drunkenness, lust, and corrupting of others. The fifth woe was idolatry. All those things are going on right now. And if you just go to Habakkuk 2, it's all right there. Uh, 2.6, uh, greed. Woe to him who increases what is not his. False security, 2.9, woe to him who covets evil gain for his house that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of disaster. Uh, 2.12 is violence. Woe to him who builds a town with bloodshed, who establishes a city by iniquity. 2.15 is arrogance. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk that you may look at his nakedness. And then the fifth woe is idolatry. 2.19. Woe to him who says to wood awake. Isn't that amazing? He's talking to an idol. To silent stone arise. And how many people no longer follow the God of the Bible? America is no longer a Christian nation. Uh, I, I think a lot of people would call themselves Christians if you ask them if there was only one way to God the Father, I don't think you would get 50% of Americans saying yes. So America is no longer a Christian nature. But I want you to think about it way in the time of Habakkuk. I mean, this was the, I think this was before the Syrians even invaded uh, to take over the northern kingdom. How remarkably modern those woes seem, even though they were written to describe the ancient Babylonian culture at the time of Habakkuk. The Babylonians looked to their own man-made gods and military power to give them security. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sound like an America you know? Which they sought to attain by total disregards for the right of dignity in others. How about this? I don't know if you know this, but about the uh, Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was the greatest of all empires. I have it right here. Where is this? So I want to show you this. So... There was four empires. We study the Bible, the book of Daniel. They talk about the, the empires. So first of all, you had the first uh, empire was the Babylonian Empire. Now, we're talking about the Neo-Babylonian Empire because you can go back to Hammurabi and all that, the original Babylonian. They have actually Babylonia, I think they call it. But the Neo-Babylonian Empire uh, was from 626 to 539. The original one was the King Nebuchadnezzar, right? We know about Nebuchadnezzar from the book of Daniel, right? Uh, and the most powerful state in the world, uh, Babylon became after defeating the Assyrians. Uh, where is it? At Nineveh. That's right. He, they wiped out Nineveh. Remember the book of Jonah? Yep. He went and saved Nineveh. They re, uh, repented and they all changed, but just for a short period of time, uh, they went back their old ways. So that was, what, 200 years? The Babylonian Empire, one of the greatest empires ever. And then the Mede Persian Empire, right? The original Persian Empire established by Cyrus the Great, right? The, the one that God used to bring the Jews back, a non-Christian uh, that God used, kind of like Donald Trump. And I think Donald Trump is a Christian, but let's say he's not. But again, God's used non-Christians all the time. So the original Persian established by Cyrus the Great only lasted approximately 200 years as well. It's interesting, right? So Babylonian, but a 200. The persian about 200. Now, Alexander the Great, the Macedonian Empire was real fast. Alexander got it quick and lost it quick. I don't think there's more than a decade there. I haven't done all the research. But I'm pretty sure it's about a decade. It was pretty quick. But the Roman Empire, the one that we read about most when we read the New Testament, right? Right? Because the great diaspora and all that with Titus, you know, destroying uh, Jerusalem and people, a million people basically dying and eating each other, right? A thousand years. A 1,000 years. Isn't that incredible? And what you need to understand is how did this great empire fall? Because compared to America, we've only been around 240, and I'd say we were probably an empire from World War II on. So what's that, 1940s? So I'd say maybe a 60-year empire, if you will. So what happened is someone actually studied this. Why did the Roman Empire fall? And this was a, a secular historian, not a Christian, secular historian Edward Gibbon, and he identified five reasons for the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Number one, he said the rapid increase of divorce. I mean, right? Number one cause for divorce is marriage, right? Um, Half of marriages end in divorce. And by the way, second marriages are even greater. They end like 66% of them. So it goes up to about two-thirds. The rapid increase of divorce and the undermining of the dignity and sanctity of the home. So I told you, Black Lives Matter even got this. They've been getting a lot of flack because now people know what they're about. They're a Marxist organization. They want to remove the black man from the family. I can't believe black pe- black men who support Black Lives Matter because they want to get you the heck out of your home. They want don't like cisgender relationships. They don't want men around. And right now, three out of four black children grow up without a man who's the father in the home. And these girls have other men come and spend the night and do do all what they do. And then guess what? Those kids get beaten on like Michael Brown, get abused and are molested, right? Because nowadays, homosexuality is the in thing, the cool thing. And so you don't only have to worry about your little girls being molested now. You have to worry about your little boys being molested as well. The home is the fundamental unit in society. Once the home goes, everything will go sooner or later. Number two reason for the fall of the Roman Empire, higher and higher taxes and the spending of public monies on bread and circuses. Remember, Joe Biden told you uh, we're going to raise. Matter of fact, we have a little clip from Joe Biden, don't we? Or do we have from AOC? Which one are we going to play? Now play the AOC one.
3: Well, you know, I think um, I I believe that certainly there has been an enormous amount of law breaking in the Trump administration. I believe that Attorney General Barr is unfit for office and um, and that he has pursued potentially law breaking behavior. That being said, um, this is these are procedures that are and decisions that are largely up to House Democratic leadership. But um, but I believe that also we we must. Consider, again, all of the tools available to our disposal and that all of all of these options should be entertained and on the table.
6: Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Impeachment's a tool. Impeaching the president again just to slow him down, uh, stacking the court, adding D.C. and uh, uh, Puerto Rico as states so that they can get four liberal U.S. senators. Right. Joe Biden's going to raise what is a trillion dollars in taxes, higher and higher taxes, spending of public monies on bread and circuses. And by the way, you know, they want more money, this coronavirus money. I was just reading. They haven't spent their other money they got, the states. And now they're figuring out a way to spend their money real quick so they can ask for more. I mean, stunning. Number three, the mad craze for pleasure and sport. Sport becoming every year more and more exciting and brutal. NFL, NBA, I'm done with you. Number four, the building of gigantic armaments when the real enemy is within. In the abs, in the decadence of the people themselves, right? America, no one can touch America, but the Chinese can now. And then number five, the decay of religious faith. Faith fading into a mere form, which has lost all contact with the reality. So the things that destroy the Roman Empire are things that we've been embracing now for 30, 40, 50 years. And how long can we stand? I am Black. We'll be back in three minutes. Talk about In Decline.
2: We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by goal, You know the. You know the thing. Contemplate
4: this on the tree of woe.
2: Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains Legendary service, install and repair We'll fix anything with legendary care
5: Whoever said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure might have been dealing with a clogged drain line Call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains now for a complete line checkup Paul Bunyan will use their camera to see exactly what's going on They'll clean the main line for 175 or a secondary line for just 125 with no trip charge Certain restrictions apply For details, visit heypaul.com
7: Details at likeitmatters.net.
3: I don't think the American people like to be threatened. I mean, Jerry Nadler said, if you move forward with this this nomination, uh, and and the Senate is won by the Democrats in the election, that they're going to pack the court. They're going to add six new seats to the court and take it from 9 to 15. Uh, Pelosi says today she's going to go with impeachment if they move forward. I don't think the American people like being threatened. I think they like the president of the United States following the law and putting someone on that court who's going to respect the Constitution.
6: That's what I'm talking about right there. That's my kind of music. I am Black, and you are back on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Now a little headbanging as well, because nothing to wake you up like a good cup of coffee, a little bit of headbanging music. And so today we're talking about In Decline. We're, we're bringing a little bit of something that we call some True therapy. True therapy. And this is not my opinion that we're in decline. It's clear. I mean, look at what's going on. Uh, please stop the chaos. Stop voting Democrat. Oh my gosh, to be threatened—it's like a hostage negotiation. Stop the, it! The president has a chance to fill a, a Supreme Court seat, like it's his right. You don't—you don't, you don't elected president for three years and nine months. Uh, you're elected president for four years. They have the U.S. Senate that was built up. That was—it's just stunning. And now they're going to threaten Americans. You're going to threaten half the country. That we're going to burn down the cities. We're going to stack the court. We're going to do all this. It's, and you guys are rewarding this. It, Yeah, any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will redeem itself, I mean, will repeat itself. If you care about this country, if you care about the rule of law, I don't care what you think about uh, Donald Trump, you need to either not vote for Joe Biden, just stay home, or go and vote for Donald Trump. And plug your nose if you have to, if you think he's that offensive. But I'm going to tell you right now, as a Christian, there is no other vote you can make. You know, when Jesus walked on this planet and realized that people were here just for a free meal following around, he said this statement that freaked everybody out. He said, there's going to come a point that if you want to follow me, you're going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And people go, whoa, too high a price for a free meal. Yeah, that's what they said. Gross. And they all scattered. All those thousands of people that followed him were gone. There's no one around but the apostles. The disciples. And so he went up to the apostle Peter and said, what, you're still here? Are you going to leave me too, Peter? And Peter says these words that every Christian should think about when he goes in the voting booth. Peter said, where else are we going to go, Lord? You alone have the words of life. You alone are the Messiah. So ladies and gentlemen, where else are we going to go? If you have any real faith in God of the Bible, you can't vote Democrat they mock him they kicked him out of their party i know god doesn't belong to a party but if he did he wouldn't be allowed in the democratic party he was kicked out he's banned at least he'd have a home in the republican party if he wanted one but Donald trump did the most pro israeli move their move their um their embassy To Jerusalem, we recognize it, and only one other small little country did. Now, all these countries that are doing peace deals now—guess what? They're all recognizing Israel's right to exist and moving their embassy with Israel to Jerusalem. So now we go from two to now we're gonna have six. So that's huge. He's in in a thirty-day period. He signed three peace agreements with Israel and with people who are slaughtering each other. Makes you embarrassed, don't it? And that hasn't been done over twenty-five years. Yeah, it does. In thirty days, I mean, he's pro-life—the only president ever to go to pro-life march. He passes legislation that supports um, um, black colleges, black people, black. I mean, come on. Where else are you gonna go, Christian? You can't go to a party who kicked God out. You can't go to a party who mocks God. You can't go to a party who wants to make your belief in the Bible illegal. Hate speech. Calls you homophobic, calls you uh, transphobic because you believe what the Bible says. I mean, come on, people. To quote Joe, right? Joe, come on, man. Come on, man. Where else are you gonna go? You can't go the other way. I mean, two hundred million people, Joe told you, have died from corona, right? That's who you gonna. Go, that's where you gonna go. You gonna. It just doesn't make any sense. So God says. That there's a three-step to a downfall of a nation. Matter of fact, in the book of Judges, a great principle of government is presented, a principle which is also stated very clearly in the prophecy of Isaiah. So it's twice stated. Of all the subsequent prophets, simply bear out and apply the same principle. But here's the principle. There are three steps in the downfall of a nation, and this is biblically. This is from God himself. First of all, religious apostasy. In other words, people walk away from their faith, where faith just becomes a checkbox. The church is dead in America today. Dead. I mean, Andy Stanley shut down his church till the new year. I mean, we have a serve sort of a great God, but our great God, yeah, our, our great God can't protect us, right? Can't protect us from a virus. We're going to sing songs about how great is our God, but we're afraid of a little virus. God knows our last day. He knows our first day. Before we were. God's omniscient. He has perfect knowledge. He knows your last day already, whether it's called Corona or it's called uh, the great tribulation or it's called a car accident or it's called dying in your sleep. But remember, hold on to this. Some will not die. And there are many people today alive that will not die. That's what the Bible says. And I believe it. The second step after religious apostasy of why all nations fall is moral awfulness, right? Moral awfulness. You know that. What the Bible says is proper, we mock, ridicule now. Matter of fact, if you believe what the Bible says, you're now uh, uh, eligible for hate crimes. Yep, if you believe what the Bible says. So the first step is religious apostasy. Second step is moral awfulness. You ready for the third step? And this is from the Bible. Political anarchy. So the Bible says, political anarchy. that's why this whole Black Lives Matter lie, look at how these last days, how look what the Black Lives Matter and separated. All these white liberals, all these guilty racist white people, because they've been around racist people. They've been racist themselves. I'm not racist, don't hang out with racist people, so I assume other people are like me. Are there racists? Sure they are. There are many white people out there that have been programmed to hate black people. And I'm going to be honest with you. I believe there's just as many, if not more, higher percentage of black people who openly hate white people. It's okay to hate white people. In America today, you're preferred if you're black. In America today, if you're white, you're not preferred. I mean, let's just be honest. There was a time in this country where it's preferred to be white and non-preferred to be black. So it's just turned a little bit. But to pretend like uh, uh, this Black Lives Matter thing is any reconciliation is a lie from the pit of hell. You know, the law of causality cause and effect. It's like, you guys there in Minneapolis, I'm scratching my head. Yesterday's paper, Minneapolis City Council alarmed by surge in crime months after voting to fund bond. We're shocked. We don't believe how it could. So here it is. Minneapolis City Council members who just two months ago moved to eliminate the police department, sounded the alarm during a Wednesday meeting about a surge in crime seen by their constituents. Council members pressed Police Chief Madaria Arredondo about the uptick in crimes that included daylight carjackings, robberies, assaults, shootings, and street racing. Residents are asking, where are the police? Said Council Member Jamal Osman, noting that constituents' calls to the Minneapolis Police Department have gone unanswered. There's one only... Uh, there is the o- this is, sorry, that is the only public safety option they have at the moment, MPD. They rely on MPD, and they are saying they are nowhere to be found. Council President Lisa Bender accused police of intentionally, intentionally not enforcing laws to make arrests. And then she insults the cops again, says this is not new, Bender said, but it's very concerning in the current context. I heard it, read an article that a guy with a knife had a kid. A uh, hostage with a knife, call the cops, 911, hundreds of calls, I think, called, and it took the cops uh, 30 minutes to get there. You know, I don't think they did. They're downsizing. They can't go safely. Could be a setup. How many times are cops called? And then it's just an ambush. And they're spit upon. They're attacked when they show up. They're, everybody's showing their camera, wanting to get them in trouble. What would you do? See, we need to have some understanding, And this is where this whole Black Lives Matter thing is destroying the last fabric of our society. You know, our culture is in collapse. And culture collapse is the decline, decay, or disappearance of a native population's rituals, habits, interpersonal communications, relationships, art, and language. It coincides with the relative decline of population compared to outside groups. National identity and group identification will be lost, while revisionist history will be applied to demonize or find fault with native populations. Isn't that amazing? Ladies and gentlemen, the answer is you and I. we got to step up. we got to speak up. Quit voting Democrat. Stop the chaos. Stop voting Democrat. There's only one way to vote, and that's for Donald Trump. If you want to bring back a semblance of normalness, I'm not saying Donald Trump's going to do it, but the consequences of him being elected will. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does.
5: We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. We hold these truths to be
2: self-evident: all men and women created by go You know the, you know the thing. Will that does it,
0: Rock? No, my dandruff is up. I said you're
5: finished. Get out. We at last, we at last, thank God. Okay. Some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to Metashare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for healthcare right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of Cobra plans, Metashare has extended their special offer and a lot of people have taken advantage of it. Simply apply by September 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And, of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. Metashare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Ringing Liberty at...